everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including Philip Rivers, former NC State star, on national TV tonight, Thursday night football style. Week 10 is here. You must wait a couple more days to see your five and three Panthers. Visit the seven and two Green Bay Packers. It will be the Raiders and the Chargers tonight. Phillip turns 38 in December. I have a question of the day for NFL fans with Phillip Rivers in mind, just as I have a question of the day for the broader sports audience with Kemba Walker in mind. I will share those questions that allow for your participation. We will welcome David Cutcliffe of Duke, National College Football Coach of the Year six years ago with the Blue Devils. He's hosting Notre Dame this weekend. Quick flashback for you as we celebrate UNC freshman point guard Cole Anthony and his debut last night. Told you I wasn't exaggerating yesterday. DG hasn't even played a game yet. How can you be talking about the great freshman point guards of your childhood and your media career? What are you, crazy? Well, maybe not. Cole Anthony was that good. The ACC's been around for more than 60 years, and no freshman in his debut has ever, for any school in the Atlantic Coast Conference in basketball, Nobody had ever had until last night 34 points in that freshman debut. Cole Anthony did. Carolina beat Notre Dame. He had 11 rebounds, five assists, and a steal to go with it in that win at the Smith Center over the Fighting Irish. More college basketball, including on the Tar Heels and the other teams we follow in our great state. Life, sports, football, and the Blue Devils with Coach Cut. As Duke hosts Notre Dame, did you know you might know the Coach Cut story really, really well because he's been a weekly guest on our program for over a decade at this point. You may know he was the National Coach of the Year. You may know that he's taken a Duke program that was downtrodden for almost a half century with only a handful of exceptions in that 50-year period, and he's made them a regular bowl participant. He even took them to the ACC title game. You may know that he was born and raised in Alabama. You may know that he's a graduate of that fine football-playing university known as the University of Alabama. You may know that he's the mentor to Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, among many others, and remains a great friend of that famous football family. You may not recall that 14 years ago, David Cutcliffe, famous at Tennessee, remember, for tutoring Peyton Manning, helping Philip Fulmer to that national championship. Famous elsewhere in SEC country for being a product of Alabama, for being the head coach of Ole Miss when Eli Manning was one of his star players. Famous in ACC country, of course, because of what he's done at Duke. In the middle of all that, easy to forget, even if you know his story really, really well, 14 years ago, that David Cutcliffe was hired by Notre Dame as an offensive assistant coach. Charlie Weiss was the head coach of the Irish. Nowadays, of course, it'll be Brian Kelly leading the Irish into Wallace Wade Stadium on Saturday night. Coach Cut was hired at Notre Dame on the school website. I mean, was out there recruiting and had his own office at Notre Dame. It was there for a matter of months. 
And then he had one of the great scares of his entire life. He suffered a heart attack and because of the medical complications had to resign from his post at Notre Dame. If you recall, this is easier to remember because it was only a few years ago. Right in front of touchdown Jesus and everybody else, Coach Cut took Duke to South Bend and beat the Irish of Brian Kelly. That was a wild high-scoring game. It was a redshirt freshman version of Daniel Jones, now of your New York Giants, who led the Devils past Brian Kelly's Irish in that matchup in South Bend three years ago. The return match, if you will, Notre Dame at Duke Saturday night. David Cutcliffe among our guests in hour number three. Play-by-play -play voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, Jones Angel, will drop by. Carolina football is off this weekend. Mac Brown's year one part two has been far more good than bad, but the Heels do have a losing record as they try to scratch and claw toward bowl eligibility. Meanwhile, Cole Anthony, the freshman point guard, set the Smith Center on fire. It is not easy to score 34 points in an ACC game against a conference opponent. I think Notre Dame's actually going to be a pretty good team this year. Carolina clearly is going to be a good team, mainly because Cole Anthony is a new arrival and already looks like the best player on the team. Who's the best big guy? Garrison Brooks, veteran returnee. Who's the best guard? It's not close. Cole Anthony. In fact, one thing that will determine how far the heels go or don't go this year is who joins those two. Garrison Brooks is a pretty solid, reliable post player. Not, you know, lottery pick like so many other Carolina big men of the past, but a really smart, hard-working, two-way post player for Roy Williams. Cole Anthony is that special one-and-done style talent we got to enjoy in these parts. Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett at Duke as two of the best players in the country, even as freshmen. I think Cole Anthony, as we discussed yesterday and as you saw last night, had you been a skeptic, now you know. Cole Anthony fits that description in a different way. This year, 34-11-5 and a steal. And Roy Williams and Cole Anthony would both tell you, most importantly, a win for Carolina as the heels get off on the right foot in college basketball's regular season. Jones Angel, second hour from the Tar Heels. David Cutcliffe, third hour from the Blue Devils. Jeff Diamond is also going to drop by today on all things NFL. He was actually the NFL's executive of the year during his days working for the Minnesota Vikings. The Panthers have a Cam Newton question. They have a Kyle Allen question. They have other salary cap-related issues. They've got to figure out a way to re-sign Christian McCaffrey at the end of this. Still has another year to go, remember, before that option year. But remember this, Ezekiel Elliott of the Dallas Cowboys, three years into his career, held out going into year four. Why? Not because he wasn't under contract. He was but because he plays a position where you can take a beating as McCaffrey's taken for the Panthers in his single-season numbers-off-the-charts campaign so far. Those running backs understandably would like a little protection. Zeke asked the Cowboys for those bigger dollars and that longer term. It took a long time for them to get it sorted out. Remember, Christian McCaffrey is coming up on the end of his third season with the Panthers, making the time frame an interesting overlap for what just happened with Zeke and the Cowboys. Cowboys against the Vikings on Sunday night football, 49ers against the Seahawks on Monday night football, up there with Rams, Steelers, Panthers, Packers, and even tonight's matchup, Phillip Rivers and the Chargers against the Raiders, Thursday night football style. The winner will be in the thick of the AFC wildcard race. 
The Panthers at five and three are actually on the outside looking in in the NFC wildcard race. It's a little bit more manageable if you're in the AFC. So Phillip Rivers and the Chargers, man, they stumbled out of the gate. If they can get a win over the Raiders in Oakland tonight, they're right back in the mix as Phillip puts up his 229th career start in a Chargers uniform. Those Chargers now in L.A., of course, but at Oakland tonight against the Raiders. Kemba Walker's homecoming comes in a Boston Celtics uniform. It will be Boston with one of the best records in the league, one of the reasons Kemba wanted to go there, against your Hornets, who have had a better-than-expected start but will be playing host to one of the most popular players in franchise history, right? He's got to be the greatest in franchise history. Three-time All-Star, number one on the Hornets' career lists for minutes played, field goals, three-pointers, free throws, points scored, eight years all in a Hornets uniform. Remember, they made him their lottery pick after he was the Final Four most outstanding player as the UConn Huskies won the NCAA title back in 2011. Kemba will be at the Spectrum Center for the first time in a different uniform. He is leading those Boston Celtics nowadays. My question surrounding Kemba is this. He is one of the most beloved players in franchise history. Rick Bennell, beat writer for the Charlotte Observer, said, Del Curry's probably the most beloved former Hornet. Kemba would be, I think Rick said, 1B on that list. So he's going to get a heck of an ovation tonight, and deservedly so. Were I there, I would be among those standing and clapping as Kemba Walker is introduced as a member of the opposition. Here's my question to you today for those listeners statewide here in North Carolina or listening beyond online. What is that, who is that current or former athlete for your favorite team, any sport, any team, college or pro, who is that current or former athlete for your favorite team that would inspire the greatest, the longest standing ovation from you personally when that player comes back for a homecoming game like this? I think for Hornets fans, Kemba is on the short list, and we're going to see that tonight. I think for Panthers fans, if they could celebrate somebody like the late Sam Mills, that would be one heck of a long standing ovation and a heartfelt one. Who is it at Carolina or State or Duke or Wake or any of the other colleges in our midst? Who is it for the Hurricanes in the NHL in our backyard or the Hornets or the Panthers or for your favorite team perhaps somewhere else in another part of the country? What current or former athlete for your favorite team would inspire from you personally the greatest, the longest, the standing O at his or her homecoming game, and why do you feel that way? I think a lot of Hornets fans feel exactly that way about Kemba Walker as he returns tonight in a Celtics uniform. Jeff Diamond will help us understand how stuff works in the NFL. Christian McCaffrey, Cam Newton, Antonio Brown is back in conversations with the NFL soon and hopes to return this season. The vet and star wide receiver Jones Angel on Cole Anthony and the Tar Heels and other college basketball David Cutcliffe of Duke on that matchup against Notre Dame Saturday night but also his brief time on the Notre Dame coaching staff prior to that scary time in his life and the heart attack he suffered 14 years ago your phone calls in between with Philip Rivers in mind the question is this who is the greatest NFL quarterback of the last 50 or so years who never played in a Super Bowl. For some, the answer to that is Phillip Rivers. Bill Barnwell covers the NFL for ESPN.com. Just gave a top 10 best quarterbacks 
that never even made it to a Super Bowl. Remember, Dan Marino is usually the answer to the question, greatest quarterback who never won a Super Bowl. Well, Marino made it there. He got to play in the biggest game. Phillip Rivers has never even gotten to play in that game, and he turns 38 years old in December. He might end up being the number one answer on this list. Who is it for you? The greatest NFL quarterback, of course, in the Super Bowl era. Couldn't play in it if it wasn't, didn't exist yet. Who's the greatest NFL QB of the last 50 or so years who never played in a Super Bowl? Is it Phillip Rivers? Tonight, Chargers at Raiders. You get one more glimpse of the former Wolfpack star. Is it somebody else? I'll offer my two cents. We will welcome yours. College football's week 11 is here, although the big, big games don't happen until Saturday. Number two, LSU at number three, Alabama. Also, undefeated Penn State at undefeated Minnesota. More on those matchups and the ones closer to home. Clemson at NC State, Notre Dame at Duke. Wake Forest goes to Virginia Tech. Louisville's at Miami. College basketball involves more than just the debut of Cole Anthony. We'll pick over those matters and much more as we invite your calls. 1-800-849-2761. The Kemba Walker question of the day, who is that current or former athlete for your favorite team who would inspire the greatest, the longest, the most heartfelt standing ovation from you personally when their homecoming game arrived? 1-800-849-2761. And with Philip Rivers in mind, he might not be number one on this list, but he's got to make the top 10 at ESPN.com. Who is that greatest NFL quarterback? of the last five decades or so who never played in the Super Bowl. For now, Phillip Rivers is on that short list. The winningest season in NC State football history came courtesy of Phillip Rivers. Some of the best years in Chargers history have come courtesy of Phillip Rivers. He has not yet made it to the Super Bowl, and that puts him somewhere on that prestigious list. It's not the kind of list you want to be on per se, kind of like the best golfer without a major championship, but you got to be pretty good just to make those lists. We'll welcome yours as we share ours, 1-800-849-2761. NBA, college hoops, NFL, college football, Kemba Walker, Phillip Rivers. How about a little Cole Anthony to go with all that? 1-800-849-2761. Three great guests later, your phone calls next on The David Glenn Show. Jerome Robinson, are you a hugger or a handshake guy? H how does it work if Adam Silver is waiting for you? I really don't know. I, I hope it's not awkward. <laughs> um, you know, I hope it's not like a hand-to-hug-to-hand -hand kind of thing, but I don't know. I might just mess around and just hug him. No hands. I think he's so. a hugger. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. All three guests are later. Your phone calls are welcome now. College football and college basketball are on our mind. NFL and college football are on our mind. The Hurricanes are back in action tonight. I will see you there as the Canes host the New York Rangers. Remember, today's a game day, so enter the Canes with DG contest on Twitter if you can. Grand prize in early 2020, you get my four on-the-glass seats to a Canes home game. I'm actually taking three special guests to the matchup against the Rangers tonight. 
I will see you at PNC as the Canes try to get back on a winning track. I will see you at the Clemson NC State football game on Saturday night. And we all get to enjoy a doubleheader, if you will, at the college football level. Week 11 has arrived. The big games are on Saturday afternoon. At noon, it's 8-0 Penn State at 8-0 Minnesota. And at 3.30, it's LSU at Alabama. That allows us to enjoy number five Clemson, the undefeated Tigers, and their visit to NC State. That's a Saturday night special on ABC. We'll see you there at Backyard Bistro before we run around the Carter-Finley Stadium parking lots. Don't forget, if you want to tell us where your tailgate will be, you will be eligible for the tailgate of the week honor. Just describe landmark style, parking space number, or otherwise. Visit BigTailgateTour.com. We had a great tailgate of the week in Raleigh with Sam Homewood and his family earlier this season. We are looking for new blood. A lot of great tailgates at NC State. We look forward to seeing you again on Saturday afternoon. Great guests later. Here are our questions of the day. Kemba Walker's homecoming is tonight in Charlotte. He is the greatest player in franchise history. He is one of the most beloved players in franchise history. He'll be wearing the Celtics uniform as he visits the Hornets for the first time as an opposing player. That's a TNT national TV game. Hornets are almost never on national TV. They are tonight in part because of the Kemba Walker homecoming storyline. My question is not just specific to Kemba, not just specific to the NBA. It's a broader one. What current or former athlete for your favorite team would inspire the greatest, the longest standing ovation, the most heartfelt from you personally at that player's homecoming game? And why do you feel that way as so many cherish, you know, a Del Curry or a Kemba Walker, perhaps as much as any other former Hornet, or a Rod Brindamore, perhaps as much as any other former Canes player, now, of course, the head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes, it's an interesting list for the Panthers. Some would say a Steve Smith who actually did have his matchup with the Panthers in an opposing uniform. Some are wondering what the reception might be like for Cam Newton someday if he returns wearing an opponent's uniform. I guarantee you it's going to be a long, happy, filled with smiles, standing ovation for Kemba Walker. Beloved by his teammates, beloved by the fans, well-liked by the media, and a huge positive impact on the community in and around Charlotte, North Carolina. Great to see Kemba with an even better chance to win uh, as he comes to town as a leader on the 5-1 Boston Celtics. Graham in Greenville once in. You can jump in also on the NFL question of the day. Since former NC State star Phillip Rivers is back on national TV tonight, Thursday night football style, with a win, the Chargers actually get back into the AFC wildcard race. They're at the Raiders tonight. Phillip turns 38 in December. And he, among others, was part of a story written earlier today by Bill Barnwell, one of my favorites on the NFL, at ESPN.com. We've all heard names like Dan Marino as the answer to the question, who's the greatest quarterback of the Super Bowl era that never won a Super Bowl? Well, Marino and others, you all know that list. Barnwell wrote the next level story. Who are the greatest quarterbacks of the last 50 or so years who never even made it to the Super Bowl, never got to play in the game that defines the sport Philip is on that list as he approaches his 38th birthday I mean how many more chances he's going to have he's actually a free agent at the end of this season I don't think he'll leave the Chargers for the Panthers or anybody else but this is a guy who's making his 229th career start all for the Chargers tonight in this case, at Oakland on national TV. Question to you, who's the greatest NFL QB of the last 50-plus years, meaning the Super Bowl era, 
who never even got to the Super Bowl, never enjoyed that biggest and greatest of all platforms, you can chime in at 1-800-849-2761. If you haven't seen Bill Barnwell's article, you won't be surprised that Phillip Rivers is in his top 10. You might be surprised at where in his top 10 Phillip Rivers is. As a guy like Tony Romo is in the top 10, the recently retired Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Some guys I grew up with are in that top 10. Randall Cunningham of my Eagles. One of the t- I didn't think he was that good to make this list, but never made the Super Bowl. Made Bill Barnwell's top 10. Phillip Rivers is one of the best answers to the question. And who knows, maybe he still gets there someday. But for now, he is like that best golfer without a major. Graham is in Greenville. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, bud. Hey, man. Um, I'm a big fan of the show. Thank you for taking the call. Sure. I would, I would definitely say that Philip Rivers is the top of the list, um, and, and Randall Cunningham is my second. But the guy, who's, the guy who comes back for a homecoming, and I wanted to say is when he does, is Julius Peppers. I'm an NC State fan, but the day Julius Peppers comes back to Carolina and goes to the Panther Stadium, he gets everything and more because, I mean, that boy, he, he gave it everything. He so did. I, I, I would say Julius Peppers. Yeah, it's a great parallel to Kemba Walker as well because Julius is one of the best players in, of course, Carolina Tar Heel history, but also one of the best players in Carolina Panthers history. So we'll let Graham skip the Peppers homecoming at Keenan Stadium. And then we'll let Graham cheer for Pep whenever he returns to Bank of America Stadium to tap into those deep roots with the Panthers. Uh, One of the great pass-rushing defensive ends of all time, the majority of those seasons, of course, in a Panthers uniform at the beginning, but also at the end with a whole lot of contributions. He's kind of a shy guy publicly. Doesn't like talking to the media a lot. Doesn't like talking about himself much, but always polite, always professional. And he's been a huge, huge part of a lot of community projects, a lot of, you know, post-hurricane type relief things. Julius Peppers, who played at uh, Southern Nash High School in Little Bailey, North Carolina, prior to going on to the Tar Heels and then the NFL. Who is that former or current athlete for your favorite team that would inspire the greatest, the longest, the most heartfelt standing ovation from you personally whenever he or she gets around to that homecoming game, either in retirement or in the case of Kemba Walker tonight in Charlotte as a member of the opposing team, you can be next at 1-800-849-2761. Let me try Todd in Kinston, North Carolina. The first two names I thought of on the greatest NFL quarterback who never played in the Super Bowl, first two names were members of the same organization. The San Diego, now L.A. Chargers. Todd and Kinston may be thinking along same li- the same lines. Go right ahead and welcome to the show. Hey, Dave. Uh, how you doing? Good, uh, man. First thing I wanted to say is I'm actually going to be up in New York uh, around Thanksgiving, and I was looking at the schedule, and guess who's going to be playing in Madison Square Garden around Thanksgiving? I can't remember who. Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, very nice. Very so, nice. So I'm going to try to get tickets to that. But uh, back to the question, I was uh, another San Diego Charger that I grew up killing my Dolphins is uh, Dan Fouts. Yep. And, and he was one of the most prolific passers that I have ever seen, period, from any era. And that whole Air Coriel stuff with the old San Diego Chargers was way ahead of its time. And down, Dan Fouts, now part of that great broadcasting team, the Bird and the Beard, our regular guest Ian Eagle and his partner Dan Fouts. Fouts was throwing to Kellen Winslow and he was throwing to Charlie Joyner, and he was putting up insane numbers every year. But there are so many parallels to the Philip Rivers story because Philip 
Philip and Dan Fouts are two of the top three in Bill Barnwell's article today. And it made me feel better because those are the two guys that I thought of first without doing all the research that he did. Philip, remember, is 229 starts in. Either he holds every record or Dan Fouts holds every record in the quarterback category in the history of the Chargers. And it's not like they were just stuck with bad teams the way, say, an Archie Manning was also often stuck with bad teams. We've seen Phillip in the playoffs with the Chargers. I regularly saw Dan Fouts in the playoffs with the Chargers, even kind of knocking on the door. The Phillip famous close story came against the New England Patriots a little bit more than a decade ago. Dan Fouts had his AFC championship game at home against the old Raiders as that rivalry is resumed tonight, and they didn't win. And he just came up that one short, and you're thinking, well, I'll get another chance. Well, no, he didn't get another chance. That was 1980 for Dan Fouts, and he never came close again. That was for Phillip Rivers, 2007. And that was the one where he was banged up. LaDainian Tomlinson was banged up. They had that game against the Patriots. They weren't at 100%. I mean, some call it excuses. Some call it explanations. But at that moment of truth, all you would ask is, you know, just give Phillip a chance, man. And he just happened to be ailing. And LaDainian Tomlinson, I believe, checked out of that game after a handful of plays. So now you're one step from the Super Bowl for the first time in your career. As it turned out to this point, the only time Phillip Rivers was that close to a trip to the Super Bowl. He's hurt and L and, uh, L. T. LaDainian Tomlinson as the check out of the game early against the Patriots. Painful memories for Chargers fans as the Chargers are at the Raiders tonight on Thursday night football. It ain't over for Phillip Rivers. I mean, but he does turn 38 this December. We'll see. Maybe his closest calls are as close as he's going to get. Matt is in Greensboro and next on the David Glenn Show. I think he has a great answer to the question of the day. Welcome to the program. Hey, DG. Um, yeah, Thomas Davis, uh, when he comes back, either he may keep playing a couple more years. We don't know. But, yeah. uh, you know, either then or, or, you know, for that in retirement, maybe for that uh, Wall of Honor uh, ceremony. I mean, I think, you know, other than Steve Smith, I don't think there's any, there's a more universally uh, loved Carolina Panthers. Yeah, and wh- how do you put into words why you feel that way about Thomas Davis? Because I share those feelings, by the way. And Steve Smith is such an edgy guy. There may be may even be some who don't entirely embrace him. Thomas Davis, I've never heard a bur- bad word about him. Uh, I think he is as universally beloved as a guy like Sam Mills, you know, the keep-pounding guy, the late, great Sam Mills, the original member of the Panthers Hall of Honor. But, yeah, TD is on this short list as well. There will be that homecoming someday. It's just a matter of, as you said, how long he continues to play for the Chargers at this point. Yeah, and, I mean, he's still playing at a pretty high level for them. So, it's great to see. Sad that he's not, uh, you know, wearing the Panthers uniforms anymore. It's just, you mentioned Sam Mills. Uh, you know, if anybody embodies that spirit more, I mean, it's Thomas Davis. You know, that key found him overcoming the three ACLs, uh, yeah, you know, and yeah. just, I mean, the, what he played every single game, he brought it 100%. I mean, and, and the Super Bowl playing with his, you know, arm, with a broken right. arm, and his lace up looked like a football. I mean, he's he just everything you would want, you know, as, as somebody that would represent your organization. And, you know, turn into, after those injuries, I mean, turn into a 
well, you know, really high caliber uh, player at that. Really well put, Matt. Thanks for listening and contributing. 1-800-849-2761. We're celebrating the debut of Cole Anthony and talking other college basketball. We're looking forward to LSU, Alabama, Penn State at Minnesota in the battle of unbeatens as well, and other college football. And we're inviting your participation, including on our questions of the day. With Kemba Walker in town with the Celtics facing the team whose uniform he wore for the first eight years of his NBA career, we are asking who is that current or former athlete for your favorite team, college or pro, who would inspire that greatest, that longest, that most heartfelt standing ovation from you personally at that player's homecoming game. For tonight, it is Kemba Walker at the Spectrum Center just wearing the Celtics uniform and going up against a bunch of his old teammates. And with Phillip Rivers back on national TV tonight and maybe with another playoff-bound Chargers team, we asked the question that Bill Barnwell wrote about earlier today at ESPN.com. Who is the greatest NFL quarterback you've seen in the last 50-plus years, the Super Bowl era, who's never played in the Super Bowl? I was surprised to see my childhood Eagles quarterback, Randall Cunningham, make Bill Barnwell's top 10. I was not at all surprised to see both Phillip Rivers and Dan Fouts of Chargers fame. Not only the top 10, they're two of his top three. More from that list, more of your phone calls, 1-800-849-2761. Philip Rivers, Kemba Walker, Cole Anthony, college football. You can be next with your question or comment, 1-800-849-2761. Jeff Diamond on the NFL still to come. Jones Angel, voice of the Tar Heels in about 60 minutes. David Cutcliffe of Duke on life sports football and his Blue Devils in about 90 minutes. Back to your calls on the other side. 1-800-849-2761. Next on the David Glenn Show. Roy Williams, welcome yeah. back to the David Glenn Show. Last year, two chains came walking by, and he reached his hand down and uh, shook my hand and said, two chains. And about five seconds after he walked away, I said, I missed a great opportunity. I should have said three rings. <laughs> Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Three great guests later, college football, college basketball, NFL. Your phone calls now. We have a wide-open question for you as Kemba Walker returns to Charlotte tonight in an opposing team's uniform for the first time. Celtics at Hornets. Boston has one of the best records in the NBA. It's like flashback to the old days. The 5-1 and one Celtics and the 6-1 and one L.A. Lakers. I think I've heard Celtics-Lakers a few times in my lifetime. They have the best records in the NBA. Kemba actually wanted to stay in Charlotte, remember, and was open to that possibility despite the Hornets not going very far very often. I think it was one playoff series victory in Kemba Walker's eight seasons in that uniform after being the Hornets lottery pick out of UConn back in 2011. Now he is with a better team. Now he'll maybe get to realize those playoff dreams more often. He is a visitor tonight at Spectrum Center with him in mind. And as we anticipate a well-deserved, long and heartfelt ovation, standing O from Hornets fans for a visiting player. We're asking you, who's that current or former athlete from your favorite team, college or pro, who would inspire the greatest, the longest, the most heartfelt standing ovation from you personally at his or her homecoming game? And why do you feel that way? How do you put into words 
how you feel that way about Thomas Davis of the Panthers, the call we got recently, or Adele Curry or a Kemba Walker for the Hornets, or a Rod Brindamore or someone else for your Carolina Hurricanes. Votes are all over the place at the college level, by the way. Tyler Hansborough, a popular pick for UNC basketball. David Thompson, the original Skywalker, a popular pick from the old days for NC State basketball. Grant Hill, a popular pick for many Duke basketball fans. In various contexts, those guys, I think, have already gotten some standing ovations from the home crowd, if not at a homecoming game per se. Uh, the other question of the day is with Philip Rivers in mind. One of my favorite guys to watch here in ACC country led the Wolfpack to that winning a season in program history under Chuck Amato decade and a half ago, 11 wins for the pack. He, of course, has become one of the great quarterbacks of the last decade and a half at the NFL level. He will be starting tonight on Thursday Night Football, his 229th game in a Chargers uniform. Bill Barnwell of ESPN tackled this question earlier today. Who are the greatest NFL quarterbacks, meaning great at that level, not great in your college or high school days, but great, productive, efficient, talented, successful quarterbacks of the last 50-plus years who never made a single Super Bowl? Some of the answers have already poured in, and they were on Bill Bar Barnwell's list, including Randall Cunningham, including Tony Romo, including the Chargers pair of Phillip Rivers and Dan Fouts. Who, for you, is that greatest quarterback who never even made it to the Super Bowl? Dan Marino, remember, didn't win one, but he did play in the Super Bowl. Phillip Rivers, Dan Fouts, Randall Cunningham, and the others that are pouring in never even got to play there. At least Phillip has a chance of someday getting there, but he's clearly running out of time as someone who turns 38 this December. Sadat is in the triangle. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, how you doing, man? It's an honor to, for you to take my call, man. Thank I think you. I listen to your voice more than I hear my wife. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully I'm saying road. nicer things more often. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's about, it's about a tie. It's about a tie. <laughs> but uh, my guy would be a quarterback. You know, you hear the Dan Marinos, even though he made it to the Super Bowl, and Dan Fouts, of course. I, I'm almost 50, so I grew up yeah. watching him torture, the, you know, torture the, the, the Dolphins or whatever. My guy, and uh, being African-American, the quarterback that we watched, Growing up, who we wanted to be like was Warren Moon. Yeah. Um, we wished him to the Super Bowl 50 times. He just couldn't make it. I thought he was a, a great quarterback. I would love to have seen him in the Super Bowl. And um, for me, as a homecoming, being a Miami guy, the whole time growing up in that city, the two stars that 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 overdid everything was Don Shula and Dan Marino. Yeah. But the guy who came and took it over is Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. I know he just retired. He just retired. He's freshly retired. Twenty years from now, I think if he had a home, if he does a homecoming in my oh, no doubt about people, it, he would have people that don't even watch basketball be there just to see him. You, that's a great call, Sadat. Thanks to you. Say nice things to your wife. Thank her for letting you listen to the David Glenn Show as often as you do. I don't know if it's a good sign or a bad sign that my voice rings in your skull, but we uh, we appreciate your attendance and that's a great call. Uh, and a lot of value you added to today's show because there's a lot to digest there. Uh, number one, Warren Moon is a guy that almost comes with an asterisk. For those who don't remember him, of course, a, tra a trailblazer as an African-American quarterback. But also, the reason, you know, whereas you've watched Phillip Rivers for the last 15 years as an NFL quarterback, the flashback to Warren Moon, who, by the way, in Bill Barnwell's article, number one greatest quarterback of the last 50 years who did not – 
get to a Super Bowl, at least until for now, Phillip Rivers is number one on Barnwell's list. And he dives into the stats and why, you know, Phillip's been that good for that long, and that puts him number one. Mar- Warren Moon is number two on the list. The asterisk is because if you grew up when I did and when the caller did, he and I are a very similar age, you did not see Warren Moon as an NFL quarterback until he was in his late 20s. So I don't remember how old Phillip was when he left NC State, right? He just keeps cranking out kids left and right. So he's got, what, a big busload full of Riverses as they travel the country. But Phillip, you know, traditionally you're in your early 20s when you make your leap to the NFL. Warren Moon played in the CFL. So I'm pretty sure he was 28 years old before he even put on an NFL uniform. So, by the way, the equivalent of the Super Bowl in the – Canadian Football League, not only did he play in it, he won it five times. So much of Warren Moon's prime was spent in the CFL, and he played in their version of the Super Bowl and, again, won it five times. The old Edmonton Eskimos claim Warren Moon as one of their all-time greats. So he did become an NFL player. He was a longtime NFL starter. He didn't really emerge as a Pro Bowl caliber player in the NFL until like his early 30s. I mean, that's really, really late in the game. Think of that. Warren Moon was like 32 by the time he really, really emerged as a big-time NFL quarterback. That's older than Cam Newton is right now. As many of you are talking about, like, Cam having one foot in the grave because, you know, he's taken so many hits, he's had so many surgeries. Warren Moon at 32 arrived, if you will. We'll see what Cam has left in the tank. But number one on Barnwell's list, Phillip Rivers. Number two, Warren Moon. Number three, the legendary Chargers QB, the other one, Dan Fouts. Number four, the guy I mentioned earlier, the recently retired Tony Romo of Dallas Cowboys fame. I don't know how many, did any of these hit your radar, Darren? I'm old enough, and I know those do. I mean, the ones I'm about to tell you. I'm old enough to remember all of these dudes. But Jim Hart, Arizona Cardinals, well, St. Louis Cardinals, I guess, back in the day, also on Barnwell's list. Bring a bell for you at all, Jim Yeah, Hart, I know the name. That one's not as familiar as the other guys. How about sure. Jim Everett, old Rams quarterback? Yeah. He's yeah. on Barnwell's top 10 to never make a Super Bowl, all right? Okay. Jim Everett, that's kind of, you know, another name. Late and, 80s, yeah. much of the 90s. Uh, you, you were not born for some part of that time. Jeff Garcia, <laughs> more recent. Of course. 49ers, yeah. Eagles, well and otherwise. He made the top 10 list. I mentioned Randall Cunningham, Eagles QB from my youth. Jay Cutler made the top 10, which makes me start to wonder. You know, I mean, Jay Cutler had – he did some good things for a long time. I'm, I'm surprised that Jay Cutler – He's just good enough that you can't call him a bad quarterback. But is he good enough to be one of the 10 greatest to never make a Super Bowl? I trust Bill Barnwell. That guy does his homework. So I defer to him because I didn't do the research that he did. I'm just surprised. Jay Cutler is kind of like the Sesame Street song. One of these things is not like the others. I'm strolling along. Oh, there's Philip Rivers. Oh, there's Dan Fouts. Oh, there's Warren Moon. Oh, yeah, I remember Tony Romo for sure. Jim Hart from my youth. Randall Cunningham. And then I see Cutler. I don't know, man. I just – It was a – He was 10? Yeah, he was definitely a beneficiary of the evolved NFL when passing <sighs> became more prominent. So his numbers probably stack up with all those other guys. But uh, – 
I mean, he was he was about middle of the league. I'd, right? ra- I'd rather see like an Andrew Luck or a Matthew Stafford sure. on the never made it to a Super Bowl list. Um, man, I, I think I could go on and on, actually. Give me a little Burt Jones or somebody. Um, remember Jeff Blake at ECU? Yeah. Also the Cincinnati Bengals? He made the top 10 on Barnwell's list as well. Now, that's a guy who was a good, solid quarterback for a long time. That's a nice bouquet to throw in his direction, huh? Former ECU star Jeff Blake, one of the 10 greatest QBs of the Super Bowl era to never make that big game. I'm happy to see his name there. He sadly was not often on great teams in Cincinnati. How many great teams has Cincinnati ever had? I mean, let's face it. They're miserable once again this year, and other than the occasional Kenny Anderson or Icky Shuffle, they just haven't been in the right headlines very often, at least not in my lifetime. 1-800-849-2761. So that's your top 10. According to Barnwell, that is your top 10. It goes Philip Rivers 1. Again, catch him tonight with a win over the Raiders. The Chargers will be back in the AFC wildcard race. Philip Rivers 1, Warren Moon 2, Dan Fouts 3. Tony Romo, four, Jim Hart, five, Jim Everett, six, Jeff Garcia, seven, Jay Cutler, eight, Randall Cunningham, nine, and Jeff Blake, number 10. He does say that there are some dudes who technically made it to a Super Bowl, but they made it as a backup. So like Alex Smith or Bernie Kosar or Mark Brunel, they did some things of note as starting QBs, but technically when they made it to the Super Bowl, they were only backups. I think anybody on this would just love to get to a Super Bowl, man. Phillip Rivers has been at this for a long, long time, and I don't think he wants to go into retirement wondering about what if against the Patriots more than a decade ago in that AFC championship game. Jeff Diamond on more NFL in 10 minutes. Jones Angel on Cole Anthony in the Tar Heels in about 40 minutes. David Cutcliffe of Duke in hour number three. Your calls, too, at 1-800-849-2761 on the David Glenn Show. The head devil, David Cutcliffe. You guys have a unique ability to, to just do it right. You know, all the fans are always going to defend their programs, and they should. Sometimes we all make somebody at another program mad or angry, but you guys are very fair to everybody. The David Glenn Show. Why does former NFL executive of the year, Jeff Diamond, believe the Panthers are about to break up with Cam Newton? Is there a concern for the Panthers that Christian McCaffrey will pull an Ezekiel Elliott at the end of this year and maybe even hold out? We'll find out because Jeff Diamond, formerly of the Vikings, former NFL executive of the year, joins us next. I believe it is the NBA's turn in the line dance. And I don't think they can dance. I don't think they can dance as well as DG dances, and I'm only a three or a four. The David Glenn Show, weekdays at noon, 